Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every day, only about 13 minutes long, but it gets us into God's Word every single day, seven days a week. And that's critical for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we grow, we stay strong in our faith by staying in God's Word on a regular basis. We encourage you to help people in your life to grow in their faith, to be strong in their faith, to walk with God faithfully by sharing these short studies with them every day, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're moving along in our line of thought and study, talking about the biggest final exam that anyone can possibly take. But it's also a final exam that everybody will take. And that's that final exam that comes in the final day of judgment, when we must all appear before the judgment seat of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and give account of the things done in the body, whether good or bad. Well, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. We could look at a number of other texts of Scripture that refer to the judgment day, and we can see that it is a reality. It's coming. It's somewhere down the road. It might be 1,500 years from now, or it might be 15 minutes from now. But one day, God will send his Son back to this world to call all mankind to judgment. And so we will all have to stand before and take that exam before the examiner, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will all have to give account of our, for how we have lived our lives upon this earth. And we've talked about some, some questions. We looked at the first one in some detail from some questions that will come up on that day. The first question is, what about your works? Yes, we're going to be judged according to our works, according to our deeds. The scriptures are repetitive in making that particular statement. Psalm 62 and verse 12, Proverbs 24 and verse 12, 1 Peter 1 and verse 17. Yes, over and over again. We also read from our Lord himself, Jesus, saying the Son of Man will, will come in the, in, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Matthew 16 and verse 27. The Apostle Paul says the same thing in Romans 2 and verse 6. Yes, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done active again, whether good or bad. And God takes note of the works that we do as Christians in serving him. Now, we cannot earn our salvation through good works. No, that's impossible. We can read that particular truth in Romans chapter 4 and Romans chapter 5, but some people, they want to just eliminate any responsibility for activeness, maybe we should say, in the form of good works, 
as related to our eternal salvation, our eternal home in heaven. They'll refer to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, where the Apostle Paul said, By grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But they'll, live out, they'll leave out the very next verse that is part of that immediate context, where Paul went on and said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God has prepared beforehand and expects us to walk in them. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17 and going through the end of the chapter, in a detailed, deep, and repetitive emphasis, he talks about how real saving faith is working faith, and that faith is made perfect through works, and that faith without works is dead faith. We need to pay attention to what the scriptures teach. And so that's going to be a big question in that final exam on the final day of judgment. What about your works? But here's a second question. What about your words? Your words? Yes. What about your words? How you have used that wonderful gift of speech that God has blessed you with while still living here upon this earth in your physical body. James chapter 1, verse 26. Notice what he wrote here. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. In other words, his Christianity is worthless, useless, a fraud perhaps. Now, what does he say there? If anyone does not bridle his tongue, you see, we are going to be held responsible for how we speak. In James chapter 2 and verse 12, so speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. We're going to be judged by our words or on the basis of how we speak, how we use this gift of speech that God has blessed us with? Oh, James isn't finished. He goes on in chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, he says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we will receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Now, he's just speaking rather hyperbolically there, we all stumble in word from time to time. He goes on in verse 3 and says, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body by the means of that bit. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, yet they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. And then he goes on and says, See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Well, he goes on into a more lengthy treatise on the tongue. 
but he's warning us there that we're going to be held accountable for how we speak, how we use our language, how we use our tongue in speech in this physical body. The wise man wrote this in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 3. Notice. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. How many times have we <laughs> blurted something out that we were sorry for later because maybe we hurt somebody or maybe what we said got us in trouble? Maybe somebody took what we said. We didn't mean it that particular way, but the way we said it came across wrong, and, and that person held us in low esteem afterwards, and maybe for the rest of our lives, and their association with us. But how many, how many fights have begun with words? I would suggest almost every one. How many war, wars were entered into over words? at least in part. Just about every one of them, I'd say. You see, words can be very beneficial if we use our speech in productive ways, in godly ways, serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, teaching the gospel. In fact, he told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Teaching all things? Yes. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. God intends us to use the gift, the blessing of speech in good, positive, productive spiritual ways, serving him, and we will held accountable when we use them in opposite ways or don't use them fully in the ways that he wants us to. Notice what Jesus said, every for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Notice he said further, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 12, verses 36 and 37. Gossip, whispering, slandering, ungodly fault-finding, criticizing, jesting in some cases when it's done in an ungodly way, obscene storytelling, profanely using God's name and our Lord's name in vulgar ways. And you could go on with the list of misuses of our tongue. We'll be judged by those, by those words. We will be held accountable for those words. So the first question on that final exam, the final day of judgment, what about your works? The second question, what about your words. You know, liars, Revelation 21 verse 8, will find their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Big misuse 
of our tongues. Well, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father, help us to recognize our need to be careful, to not misuse the blessing of speech, but also to be careful to use that blessing in good, productive ways and to serve ways in which we can serve you, ways in which we can help people learn the truth of the gospel. Help us to be responsible and good stewards in the use of this particular and wonderful blessing. All to your glory, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.